On today's episode of Locked On Spartans, it is a transfer party, I guess. I don't know if it's a party, but a lot of transfers uh, out of the Michigan State football program. We're going to talk about it. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Tuesday, April 27th. The year is 2021. I'm your host, Will Hunter. I am joined by my Shippinata East Lansing co-host, Matt Sheehan. Yeah, I'm, I'm also in the transfer portal, man. Uh, no idea what position I am. I'm, <laughs> I'm not a former three-star, not a former four-star. I'm a former one-star walk-on. Um, well, I... I have to apologize here. I, I totally something just went over my head yesterday to start the show. I was a little out of it. I'm sorry if that translated to the pod, but I I totally forgot to wish people a happy Kentucky Derby week, Will. It is one of my favorite events of the entire year. And here I am on the on the Monday of the week of not telling people and their loved ones happy Derby week. Who am I? I so apologies for that. As you were, Will. As you were. God, I'm so excited. Let's go. Let's go. On today's show, yeah, we are going to be discussing the uh, the plethora of transfers out of Michigan State football. We kind of thought this would be something that could happen once the oh, yeah. spring season ended. Guys kind of reevaluate where they stand and then go from there. So six transfers, Matt, six transfers in total. Since this, mm-hmm. I believe, right? Six, oh, six, just six on Monday. Probably nine by the time you listen to this, for all Probably, we know. Yeah. Um, yeah and something eight, like that, though. Eight total since spring practice has ended. We talked a little bit about Justin Stevens and Jack Olson yesterday, so we probably won't touch specifically on them today, but we'll get into the other guys and just sort of how we're reacting to all of this attrition. So, that's the plan for today's show. Reminded to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this every single day, five days a week, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every single day. Bang. That's Bang. right. Got that right, Will. Another reminder, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. If you finished in second place, third place, 39th place, or tied for 94th in our bracket contest, email us. LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. You have until the end of the week. And if- I'm about to just farm a burner account <laughs> and e- email you myself under a different guise. I got multiple emails from people like, hey, I'll take them. <laughs> sure. It's the same, same year. Yeah. Um, totally. But no, if they do go unclaimed, whatever goes unclaimed, we are going to figure out a way to give them out to someone else because everything's already been purchased. Uh, but we will... You know, think of some sort of contest we could do—a Twitter contest, whatever it is. But we'll cross that bridge when we uh, when we come to it, if we need to cross it, Matt. Sure, absolutely. Or we rent a helicopter and we drop the prizes out of the helicopter for the first mm. tailgate of the year. That's right. That that would be pretty cool. Just one two by three inch piece of cardboard, uh, just dropping out of the sky that no one will recognize. It'll be right as it flies right under the Deja Vu banner that flies so proudly over <laughs> East Lansing on. <laughs> fall Saturdays. Yeah. What that a moment like, that would be. That sounds like a plan. That sounds like a really good plan, actually. Actually, that's probably the best one I've had. So no, let's just run with that one for now. All right. Fantastic. All right. Well, let's get into what's going on. The in East Lansing. <laughs> just 
a, a purging uh, of the roster uh, as since the end of or actually not the end since August 2020 I think I, I think this is the date that uh, Matt Charbonneau from the Detroit News had since then since August of last year 20 oh excuse me 25 transfer portals departures since mid-November according to 247sports.com that's what I'm looking at right now 25 portal departures that is one quarter of a football team, an entire recru- recruiting class, and then some gone from Michigan State since mid-November. And Matt, today, well, yesterday, Monday, was the single most transferred out of day. Six players in total have left Michigan State. Tight end Tommy Guajardo from the class of 2020. Offensive tackle Damon Kaler, 2019. Defensive lineman Diari Todd, who is a fifth-year senior. Long snapper Bryce Eimer, I I don't have anything on that. Defensive tackle Chris Mayfield, 2020. Josiah Robinson, class of 2020. Joining Justin Stevens and Jack Olson, who are both in the class of 2020. So in total, Matt, Mm -hmm. for the class of 2020, 20 that you know just got here marked antonio's last class and his, his worst class the worst average rating that um i think d'antonio ever had at michigan state that is one two three four five six transfers from that class yeah oh, wow that's i uh, believe wait Guajardo, dent so far yeah yeah no i think you're mayfield right. yeah. Robinson, Stevens, Olson. No, that's five. Excuse me. Five from the class of 2020, which was a 22-person class. So almost a quarter of that class is already gone one year into this. And that doesn't include Ricky White because he is currently in flux, so to speak. In in, in limbo. Yeah. In limbo. Yeah. Do you think this dawned on Mel Tucker when he did his first uh, welcome introductory thing to the team last year at Scandalaris? Do you think he, he looked up from the podium or wherever he was standing and just looked around the room and said, oh, oh no, 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 30% of you will, will not be here by the time next season rolls around. Do you think it was that instant? Because a lot of this, too, kind of well deals with size. I mean, he has yeah. his requirements for how big he yep. got to be to play football, so, which... I, can't argue with that. Um, being big in football, I like to think, is a little important. Um, it is helpful. Maybe it was that instant of a of a reaction for for old Mel here. Um. Yes and no. Honestly, I do think we know the positional requirements, the height, length requirements for a lot of his positions, the way they recruit. And he said, I, when he said. I, I'm not going to directly quote. I won't get it 100% accurate, but it was something along the lines of we have our body standards for certain positions and we don't really deviate from that because if you deviate from that, pretty soon you're going to end up with a team full of exceptions, right? Sure. Yeah. It's not that someone who is six foot one and a half can't be a good defensive end. It's that more often than not, it's harder for them to be a good defensive end. It's you'd rather have a six four plus guy on the edge because the length advantages in going against six foot seven tackles. It's just it's become necessary, especially when you're going up against Ohio State, 
Alabama, Clemson, if you Notre Dame, Georgia, if you want to play against teams like that, you have to have bodies that can physically match up. So it's about avoiding bringing exceptions into a class. And when he said that, I gulped and I said, the class of 2020 is not going to go well They're for him. squarely on the chopping block, squarely. Yeah. Right and to be clear, there are some guys in this class who are considered not fits in terms of like height, weight standards, but are still mm-hmm. hanging around. Jeff Piotrowski was listed at 6'1", 235 coming out of high school. He looks about that you know, maybe a little taller, and he certainly added a ton of weight. He's someone It's like, okay, he cannot play defensive end here. He got kicked into tackle almost immediately, added a bunch of weight, and now is someone who saw the field a little bit as a true freshman and looks like, hey, maybe this is a name to stash away for later. But as soon as he said that, I looked, honestly, like at Chris Mayfield. He's listed at um, 6'2", and his recruiting profile He's not 6'2". He's like, he's the the school listed him at 6'1", 245 in their roster. Like, perfect. That's tough. That's going to be tough for, like, that just doesn't fit what they want to do. Josiah Robinson is like 6'1", 2-something as another defensive end slash D-tackle, whatever. He's like a smaller guy. He's just not big enough to play the position. And I think they found themselves kind of buried on the depth chart as a result. And we'll see, you know, Avery Dunn is, is certainly gotten bigger and filled out and that's good. Cal Halliday's a little smaller, but he's a stand-up backer. Um, Simeon Barrow Jr. was a defensive end recruit, immediately got kicked in to tackle. You're seeing that across the board. Like this class had like eight defensive ends. And I think um, Avery Dunn's the only one still playing defensive end. Kyle King got kicked inside as well, and he's like 6'3-something. Um, when they say they've got specific standards for positions, like, they mean it, Matt. Yeah, certainly, yeah. Um, and, well, them's the breaks in big boy football. Yeah. And when so, you're getting paid $6 million a year, uh, you're instructed to give them big boy football. So, yeah, yeah. it's tough, but, yeah. hey, them's the breaks. Yeah, let's pause here for a sec. We'll come right back, continue talking about this what it means for the roster moving forward etc etc first a word from rockauto.com rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet what else matt gas pedals whether it's for your classic car or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Well, you would if you were just the world's biggest clown in the entire world, Will. Here. But you're not. So <laughs> instead, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on. In there, how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Today on Locked On Today, the Locked On Today podcast, NFL Draft Week is officially here in the Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens just might shake everything up. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow Locked On Today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Matt, someone asked me 
if there was any of the eight people who hit the portal, if if there was any one that I looked at and was like, oh, that's tough. That's bummer. That that mm-hmm. one hurts. Valid question. Very good question. And he asked a very smart person. So, well, yeah. So, Diary Todd has been around for five years, and I, I'm not sure he's seen a snap in game action. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Imer's a walk on long snapper. Not going to lose sleep on old Bryce. Good luck, Bryce, wherever you go. I, I, yep. I just don't know if that's who I'm crying in my Cheerios tomorrow morning for. We we talked about Stevens and Jack Olson and sure. um, yeah. a bit yesterday and how I'm not really sweating that. Damon Kaler was someone who you know had like nice measurables coming out of high school. Like, oh, this is a big, long yeah. guy. Maybe there's some good athleticism in there. Can he figure it out and, and translate? And it's clear it just didn't work out from what I've heard. And as evidence of this, like he just kind of got stuck at the bottom of the depth chart. Mm-hmm. Tommy Guajardo got jumped by Cam Allen almost immediately. And they're yeah. bringing in Malik Carr as like a tight end receiver hybrid. So sure, he's another guy who, even though he was relatively new, was you know falling down the depth chart instead of coming up and then we just you know we talked about Chris Mayfield and Josiah Robinson how they just didn't really fit this defense this coaching staff what they want from defensive ends and they've already kicked half of their 2020 defensive ends into tackle so all in all it's tough there there's what zero snaps yeah i think zero snaps uh, from the group, I, unless Diary Todd has gotten some, uh, of all the the eight players who left in the last two days, zero snaps. Yep. So, if if I could just rivals portal Twitter account tweeted out, you need a master's degree in statistics to keep up with the Michigan State roster nowadays. Wait, yes. okay, that's funny. You you actually just need like a kindergarten degree in statistics because none of these guys have had statistics like long no... here in Michigan. So like there are no stats to be had. Like there I are no trying statistics. To say. Like you know it's you know the, the the joke is funny to some people, but not like there there's nothing to count. Like I don't know. Like I'm gonna try to be as respectful as I can to these kids, but like I. I, I don't know if either of these kids walking out the door is going to be the reason MSU doesn't make it to Pasadena this year. How about that? And yeah, and all the kids that I've already walked to, like they pimp out their newest offers on Twitter, what have you. And I, you're not necessarily seeing like Florida or Alabama or USC reach out to these kids. You know, it's I think we're starting to see what kind of talent all uh, our Lord and Savior Mark Antonio brought in here. Mark, I love you. Please uh, don't yeah. don't take look, that as offense if you're listening. Look, yeah, it was just a, a couple bad classes. Um, yeah, all together in a row too. <laughs> so, of yeah. the of the twenty five kids who've hit the portal, um, what's it been three or four have gone to Power Five schools. A couple guys went to Kentucky. Yeah, Luke Fulton's right. a different because it was a disciplinary back or base of, thing. Sure, right, right. Um, Trayvon Morgan was a guy that, like, dang, we would have liked to see him stick around. But even Julian Barnett, Devontae Dobbs, super high-rated kids coming yeah. out of high school, you know, Memphis they they went to Memphis, counts. which is, yeah, it's nice. It's it's a good G5 program. I'll but, count Memphis as a power five. Yeah. I know they're G5, but I'll count them as a power five. But then again, you also lose points because Chris Jacks went to Washington State, and these mm-hmm. days I, yeah. they're more G5 than they are P5. So, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I get what you're saying, though. It's Yeah. 
So you send out, you lose a lot of kids and they end up going to Central, they go to Western, they go to Akron, right? We, we sort of are yeah. sensing a theme there. And then you bring in kids from Louisville, Purdue, Tennessee, yeah. Florida. even Florida, Arkansas yeah. State, Auburn. And like Arkansas State's a good G5 school. And like, oh, yeah. You also beat out Oklahoma and Texas for that Arkansas State player, right? Absolutely. Sure yeah. did, Will. The yeah. kid you brought in from Temple had other Power 5 schools recruiting him as well. Um, so it's just it, – it's a talent turnover. And I, I feel like, if nothing else, Matt, yeah, this staff has proved that they can quite quickly bring in legitimate Power 5 talent whether it was someone who didn't work out at a school, left for a coaching change like uh, Quiveris Crouch, wanted to jump up a level like Jarrett Horst, whatever it is, they've shown that they can pretty quickly turn over a roster within the restrictions that they're given by the NCAA. Like they're bringing in 34 new players next year, Matt, and mm-hmm. what, 18 of them are high schoolers? Like that's 16, <laughs> 16 or so guys that are going to be brought in with a lot of them having. Uh, demands that they play right away, like demands from the coaches. Like you're gonna, you're brought, you're getting brought in here here to play right now. Quaveras Crouch, you're getting brought in here to play. Anthony Russo, you're getting brought in here to play. Now maybe he gets beat out, but that's another story. But like they're bringing these guys in to play right now. Chester Kimbra, you're getting brought in here to be a player, a starter for us at corner. So. It's it's not uncommon for something like this to happen with a new regime. It was just a little weird with the pandemic sort of eliminating spring ball, which would have led to some transfers, eliminating summer, making fall weird. Like it just sort of this is what happens. And it was just a little bit stranger than normal. But when you look at it, Michigan State lost. 25 guys since last year. I think Penn State and Michigan have both lost 22 since then. Yeah. Um, one of these programs, Matt, uh, is turning over a new leaf, starting a new program. Not from scratch, but like, you know, a reboot. The other two are not. So I don't want anyone to look at this and be like, what the heck is going on in East Lance? Like, it's, it's a roster purge. They're turning it over. They're... Guys that don't fit are leaving, and they're bringing in guys that they feel fit better. And for the most part, it seems like they've upgraded talent along the way, which uh, you don't hate to see. No, this is uh, yeoman's work that the, the staff is doing right now because, yeah, COVID absolutely shot these guys uh, in, in both legs, uh, leading them to just crawl to whatever transfer they could possibly find. And, yeah, they're, they're pulling in some good ones. Thank goodness. Um, you get some addition by subtraction here with, you know, everyone leaving and then, well, you're replacing them with, yeah, just like you said, Power 5 kids and kids that were highly sought after by other Power 5 teams too, so... I'm excited for June 1st, too, at the same time. Listen, this hey, this transfer stuff is all fun. This is great. This is the future. We're living in it right now. This is the way things are going to be. But I'm also excited to see this uh, staff finally get cooking with uh, with the old high schoolers, too. Mm. Well, that's going to be a, a hoot and a half, if yeah. you will. Make no mistake about it. Um, it won't be like this forever. Yes. High school <laughs> yeah. recruiting will absolutely be the lifeblood 
of Mel Tucker's program if it is to work out here. Right? Yeah, and even it, he said that too, right? Yeah, it, it's not um, it's not a situation where they're going to be dipping into the portal like this every single year because that you know maybe you can do that in basketball where you just got to flip over two or three guys. Sure. And it's yeah. it's not hard for a couple guys to come in, coalesce, become a team. It, it's hard if you're every single year bringing in fifteen transfers uh, of varying ages, skill levels, abilities, and like trying to ingratiate them. Like you got to build recruiting classes, build through high school, yada yada yada. Yeah. So I'm not worried about the attrition. I think it was expected. I, like I said, I expected the class of 2020 to get purged a lot because just of all the tweeners that were in this group, guys that did not fit at all um, what Mel Tucker and, and his staff want in terms of size, length, weight, height in their certain positions. So, yeah, uh, and I would expect it maybe to continue even more. There might be a couple more. I don't think this is 100% done yet. We'll have to keep our eyes peeled on that. Um, we're going to pause here and come right back. Do you want to talk about, I don't know. Do you want, let's do your segment. We'll finish off with your segment. Yeah, sure. I don't even know what it is, but it's a more fun segment. Yeah, first, same. a word. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. First, a word from Bet Online. Dot A-G. Oh, Matt, you know Battle Line's gonna be popping for the Derby this weekend, baby. Let's go, Matt. I have some, I have some news. Hit me. The BetOnline.ag copy has been rewritten. No, why? Yes, oh, man. Oh, that was like I my did it. Ongoing bet. Shoot. I All did right. it. Crap. I am a champion. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. This week, we got a ton of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is on. And Matt, the Kentucky Derby is back. Yes, sir. Let's go, baby. Let's go. I'm so yep. post times, or I'm sorry, not post times. Post positions being drawn today at 11 a.m. There Keep it tuned, you folks. go. <laughs> Let's go. I'm so excited. First leg of the Triple Crown beginning this weekend in horse racing. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, and your UFC mixed martial arts action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with a promo code locked on. One word, locked on to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft Live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft, April 29th through May 1st. Bang. Bang, bang. And we will have a prop bet special show Brought to you by BetOnline.ag on Thursday, where we're going to rip through all of our favorite first-round prop bets. I will, I'll give a teaser here, Matt. Yeah, go on. I, earlier this afternoon, or Monday afternoon, just sprinkled, a tiny little sprinkle, 
the tiniest sprinkle on Kyle Pitts to go third overall. Ooh, I like that one a lot, actually. All the quarterback stuff from San Francisco, smoke, smoke. smoke screen. Wow. Smoke screen. They're taking the best player in this draft as surefire Hall of Fame talent, Kyle Pitts. That didn't even cross my mind. I like that. Tiniest, like tiniest nice little bit. Plus 5,000 uh, where I saw it most recently. I, oh, I have sure. To check. Yeah, I got to check that online to see the exact number as of this recording. But that's little sprinkle, little sprinkle, that. Kyle Pitts to go third it. overall. God, that's what I'm talking about. Wait, we should do a prop at show and then like a derby show too. Like tie it in, just as a little sweetener at the very end, just to we can uh, actually. Be, we, you we, can we do a derby to. segment on Friday. You can do a derby segment on Friday. All right, all right. That's that. That's a kitty kibble I get to nibble on. That's fine mm-hmm. too. Like I, I, I can't imagine that many people are interested in my thoughts on a horse race. Um. Anyway, Will. Um. You know what I'm should, interested in? Your segment. Yeah, I was gonna say. Do you want me to try like patchwork a segment here? Um. This is something that uh, I absolutely loved that Big Ten Network did on yeah. Saturday uh, before and after airing the spring football bonanza going on in East Lansing. Um, that morning, they aired the 2012 uh, Michigan State-Wisconsin game for Spartan Football Classic. Right after that, the 2020 uh, Michigan-Michigan State game. I don't know if anyone remembers that, but MSU was three and a half uh, touchdown fa- underdogs, excuse me. <laughs> almost mm-hmm. slipped there. And ended up winning uh, in Ann Arbor. And then at night, the nightcap, they had the 2018 Penn State game, the Felton Davis walk-off. Michigan State football classics, honestly, Big Ten Network airs them all the time. There are... Pfft, Probably pound for pound, the most great games to pick from of any Big Ten program is probably Michigan State. Like, yeah, Ohio State wins all the time, but yeah. like they're blowouts when they win. But like Michigan yeah. State has some certified bangers. Big Ten Network on Saturday decided to air what I think are the one, two, and three, the three funniest games in the Michigan State football, at least to my memory. Um, so I just want to know if you agree with that or if any other games pop up for just the hilarity. Like, I remember after the Wisconsin game when Fowler reeled in that game-winning touchdown yes. pass after a late score in the fourth quarter and then an opening score in overtime. Like I just remember cackling after that happened. <laughs> uh, like, I, I remember laughing the rest of the night uh, at last Halloween after they beat uh, yes. Michigan uh, at their home at their home ground as three and a half touchdown underdogs while everyone in the world's talking about Joe Milton how great he's gonna be <laughs> it was just awesome and also the best part about that game too is going from start to finish you could just physically hear the depression in Joel Klatt's voice settle in as quarter by quarter series by series goes down and then of course like the the Penn State game because Michigan State boarded the plane with one receiver and half of Sigma Kappa's flag football team to try to win a game at Happy Valley and the Sure enough, they did it, despite the fact they ran a fake field goal to Raekwon Williams <laughs> on a streak route. And then when they got the ball again, I always forget this. They got the ball again with like three minutes left in the game. Three and out. <laughs> it's like they yeah. didn't know, they didn't yeah. know this is yeah. winning this game. Three and out. What? Oh, man. Quick three and out. Punted. Punted with yes. like two minutes left. Like, ah, we'll stop. And and we'll get it back and, and we'll score. Three timeouts. Yeah. Yeah, it won't be a problem. Yeah, why not? Yeah, it'd be no big deal. <laughs> We've had no problem moving the ball. Yeah, one of our receivers is wearing a, a hand uh, cast right now. That, that, that shouldn't be an issue. So, running around with a, a boxing glove on. I know, dude. It was unbelievable. You got your guy wearing oven mitts out there trying to reel in passes. Um, and then Soward's playing the the slot. Um, so I just want to know if you could think of like any other funnier games because mm-hmm. I have three that are on the outside looking in. But I'm interested to hear what you have uh, if you could think of any. Off-hand. Sure. Uh, 2013 
uh, Michigan is up there for me. Um, that's a good one. You know what? God, that's a really good one. That's a nice one too. Nice. It was hilarious. I was yes. cackling. I, I wasn't there. I was uh, at my brother's wedding in Jamaica, which was just a that's wonderful a, place to be. What a sentence. Yeah. Yeah. And I was sitting in the our, my hotel room by myself because I just wanted to like, I don't sure. know. Uh, there was a bunch of MSU alums there and fan and like everyone was at the swim up bar, like drinking and having fun. And I was just like, you know what? I just want a little bit of peace for like just the first quarter. We'll see how it's going. Maybe I'll hop I, back. I to, respect you know. the hell out of that. Yeah. I yeah. like watching stressful games like in my lonesome. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that um, a lot. And it was just like a bludgeoning and I was cackling, sitting there cackling by myself. It was absolutely hilarious. Um, 2015 Penn State comes to mind senior day just beating them by 700 points oh, and and then yeah. yeah a Jack Allen touchdown great call just, Jack Allen just, tutty baby let's go just to just to really rub it in there um yeah 55 16 was the final there just pulled it up uh the Ohio Close State at halftime win. too I remember I remember that was a little hairy at halftime I was like oh yeah. they're gonna come and bite us here at that, that senior yeah. day and then <laughs> nope 30 nope. unanswered second nope. half let's go nope um at Ohio State ended up being really funny too that year. Twenty thirteen Ohio State is hilarious because of the Urban Meyer sad pizza. Oh, of course. I mean, come on, of course, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, let's see. Um, I think that's kind of uh, that's I've all a, I've got. I've got uh, a you know B-side. what was almost? I've got like a deep. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. What was almost hilarious was twenty sixteen against Michigan, <laughs> and twenty sixteen against almost Ohio, uh, against Ohio State. Those were <sighs> almost hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. And then I've been really. Well, the Ohio State game was really sad. Like, <laughs> oh, pain. Yeah. Uh, man, I remember being at that game. That everyone kind of walked out of that game like uh, we were walking out of a morgue. It was not a good because a lot of people have talked themselves into. Well, if they can get to five and seven this year, they'll be bowl eligible. And they had to win their last two games in order to do it. Um, because I, there was some rumor flying around that there weren't going to be enough six win teams. I, I yeah. listen. I, I drank the Kool Aid. Um, I might have helped stir it too, for all I know. Um, but yeah. So that, that was kind of somber walking out of the stadium realizing that oh, mm-hmm. not going to bowling. I, I, I got I got some some deep cuts here, some some B sure. sides. Uh the two thousand twelve Minnesota game where they had to win uh the yeah. last game of the year to qualify for a bowl game. And the funniest part about that too was just unapologetically saying, like, we're gonna give Le'Veon Bell thirty-five yes. touches. He's gonna touch the ball every other play. He is going to run the ball, and you're not gonna stop him as he scampers for two hundred and sixty-six yards. Like this is what we're gonna do. Try to stop us. Put nine in the box. T- 13 in the box. Don't care. We're running the goddamn ball right now. Um, so that was funny, too. Uh, the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl, where uh, Le'Veon Bell is your leading passer up until yep. midway through the yep. fourth quarter. Yep. And, of course, I mean, just the, the hit of all hits. It was an awesome game, but, I, like, we haven't laughed about this many a times. It's the 2015 U of M game. I mean, the Jim sure. Watts Jackson oh, game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. like that's, Don't overthink it. It's just, it, it's just that because, oh, man, it's... <laughs> Like not now, thinking about it, man. I enjoy. For a while, could not watch that clip without laughing out loud. (laughs) I I agree. Oh my god! Or like the the cut that Andy H RCMB did on YouTube, where like uh, it's the super cut with all the announcers, and then you get to the Brandstetter, and uh, I forgot his partner's name, but you get to their part for the U of M radio broadcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I feel I almost feel bad for them, but not bad enough to make me stop scream laughing uh, whenever I watch yeah. that clip. Oh, the best. 
So to close the show here, I'm just it was quickly ripping through the Wikipedia pages just to see if we missed an obvious one. Yeah. Um, but I stumbled upon this gem, the 2017 Michigan State Spartans football team. Here's a sentence. The Spartans and finish, so they should edit that. The Spartans finished the season 10-3 and and 7-2 and in Big Ten play to finish in a surprising tie for second place in the East Division. 2017 was a breakout season for the Spartans, incorrect, and has been coined as, and this is in bold italics, it has been coined as Michigan State's improbable march. <laughs> have you shirts. ever... You know what? Print the shirts. I, <laughs> have you Jesus. ever in your life no, heard anyone say <laughs> Michigan State's years. improbable march? I'm, I'm going to pull... Oh, that wow. up. I mean, the, the season was a little odd. I don't, uh, I don't know about improbable March. Like, it links oh, how disrespectful the, is that? We the, were just at a college football playoff two yeah. years prior. <laughs> oh, my God. The, the, the citation That's links funny. to a Spartan Avenue post from oh, no. Connor Muldowney. Oh, Connor, no. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Um, Michigan State oh, football, no. eight most memorable calls of Mark D'Antonio era. Um Here's the call from the Penn State game. For the win, Michigan State's improbable march continues to Columbus. Okay, okay, so there's the announcer that said it. Okay, yes. that makes me feel a little better. Okay, nice. That is, that is not a coining wow. of anything. So I'm more hung up on the breakthrough year part. Like, yeah, that, that yeah, was the Yeah, that was the year. breakthrough. Yeah, that's, that's the crown that jewel of the D'Antonio um, era. The different B word. Looking for bounce back. Looking for bounce back. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for us here wow. on Locked on Spartans. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. We'll be back uh, tomorrow, probably with more transfer talk, Matt. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> what, else, what, what else we got going on? Uh, maybe some spring game thoughts as well. Reminder to rate, review, sure. subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcasts. Matt, you got a fact for us? I got trivia, actually. Holy um, crap. Yeah, I, 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 I stole here. Uh, can you name the Michigan State defensive lineman who became the first in school history to earn first-team All-Big Ten recognition three times during his four-year career, spanning from 2012 to 2015? Shalik Calhoun. It is. Shalik Calhoun. Yay. Very well done, Will. All right, guys. Go green. <laughs>